Caution. Learning in progress. Hello and welcome back to Smarter Every Season, the precision planting podcast that's brought to you by the product support team here at Precision Planting. Thank you so much, however you're listening, for making us part of your day. Tyler Hubert here with you with Hans Stetsman and Paul Harms. Gentlemen, we're up to episode seven, I believe, of our planter maintenance series, but we're getting closer to the end. And the reason I know that, today we're going to cover closing systems. How fitting, isn't it? Close to the end, we get to closing systems. We still have one more, um, and I think we're going to kind of circle back around and and truly close our planter maintenance series in our next episode when we kind of talk a little bit more about fertility systems. And it's good to note that... These can be consumed a la carte. If you're here just for the closing system, you don't have to go back and catch one through seven, one through six to get the value out of this. These are all made to stand independently. We love it if you consume all of them, get them in order. But if that's not how you need your information, grab it as you need. It's true you don't have to, but you should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Some of us are rule followers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's go ahead and jump into closing systems. Gentlemen, let's start here. What is the goal of my closing system? To close the furrow. This sounds like a, you posed it like a trick question. Well, but see, the idea is that I think what he's hinting there, there's more to it than that. Tyler, you had something else there. Yeah, thank you, Hans, for picking up on my eye roll that nobody else could see. (laughs) How so, Paul? So if we're targeting this conversation, we have been targeting this conversation around the whys, not on the what's. If I look at a closing system, what's its purpose? What's its job? Its job is to make sure that everything we did in creating a furrow and placing the seed at the bottom of that furrow, in the moisture, in the temperature zone where we want, I need to then remove all trace of being there. The agronomic impacts of getting it wrong would be leaving a slot open or closing it too hard or creating an air gap inside there, all of which would negatively impact my germination rate. So that's, that's where I would focus on. I need to make sure that I close it properly so that I ensure everything I did with my real unit to date or to, to this point isn't negated by the closing system. Yeah, exactly. Basically, one of be is if it's never been there. So all the work we did on the front side, when you get done, you want to see it in the ground, but you will never want to tell that it's been there, that something's been across that area. Like Star Trek, I beamed that seed into the soil. Like you, you can find zero trace. It just magically appeared in there. I'm getting all Star Trek on us in the last round here. <laughs> so the, the the way kind of to do that, or the way that a closing system works, that it was always kind of explained to me, was some closing systems close the furrow with a two-stage or two-component approach, some with a one-stage. But basically, the closing system is trying to come along and knead the furrow shut, or it's trying to a- apply pressure to the top of the trench in a way that closes the trench from the bottom up. And the reason that we're trying to do that is as we've mentioned in previous episodes, we're encapsulating or surrounding that seed with what should be moist soil on all sides if we've planted into moist soil. Yeah, if you look at the row unit in general, everything forward on the row unit so far has been about opening the trench, opening, carving, holding, and and creating a strip in the soil. This is almost a little bit like the reverse. This is tillage to go back and remove a rut from my from my past through the soil. So I need to approach it almost a little like tillage. First, I need to disrupt the soil as it's encountered, and then I need to settle it back in. So I 
not just disturb, leave a loose or rough disturbed. I need to have a mellow uniform surface afterwards or, and not just surface, but to the seed. To the seed. Cause it's important that the depth of the closing system is equal to what you're planning or close to that you're, that you're not the depth, the closing action that you are looking to create is as deep as your seed is. So if the full focus is on removing all evidences of us being there and making sure that we close those systems, we do have to get into a bit of the how those work and the little of those tacticals so we can understand the the why or the ways that they fail and how they impact us. You listed off, Tyler, the two-stage and the single-stage. Let's start off on the most common and the, and the prevalent one across the industry, which is a single-stage closing style, commonly referred to as a V-style closing. This is one tail hanging off the back of a row unit with two wheels either directly opposing or staggered a little bit that are pointing into a V-shape, which matches very similarly to the V-style trench that my row unit has created. And there I'm pushing down on the soil surface with enough force and enough angle that I try and close that furrow from the bottom to the top. I need to squeeze the bottom of that trench first, then I, then I mold that, that soil together at the top. And the reason we need to do that from the bottom to the top is if I do that too shallow, I run the risk of just pinching the top closed and creating an air pocket around my seed. If I've got an air pocket around my seed. The air pocket around the seed, you're not going to get germination because there's, there's not seed to soil moisture at that point. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a big portion of my seed that's exposed to air and it can't imbibe water through air. Correct. Uniformity, 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 right? We want that moist soil on all sides completely surrounding that seed. That means no air gaps. That means no dry soil. Correct. So getting success out of those single-stage closing wheels is usually a function of three variables, right? Yeah. Yep. I would, oh. say, it's about, I would say it's three variables. Okay. So right, first we'll list them, then we'll touch on them, but it's effectively I need to be aligned correctly behind the rail unit so I'm not dragging at an angle and I'm, I'm in line with the furrow. Yep. Uh, the second one then would be your your spacing, how far apart the wheel is spacing, because that changes what the attack or the depth at which you're trying to quench soil together. And then the last one is how much force are you applying to that to push it in the ground. Yep. So if I if I miss on my alignment, I won't close it correctly. Maybe I'm pushing on the edge of one side and too far over on the right. I need to be aligned and balanced over that furrow. If I'm not spaced wide enough. I'll pinch it in on the top and I'll put dry soil down on the top or maybe possibly just close the top, but not You'll have an air pocket. leave an air pocket underneath. If I'm too wide, the opposite, there, I probably... Close the bottom, but leave the top open. So that's a, that's a risk to afterwards if I get any kind of dry period. Now I'm going to have a crack preformed in the soil that will then just continue to widen and open right back up to my seed. Lastly would be the force. Yep, and that's basically how much pressure we're pushing down, how aggressive or how much weight are you do you have on that closing system to be able to push that soil to get that soil to start moving. And that's it's 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 twofold because you're you're pushing it down, which is what you want, but you can also carry so much weight that you actually seal the top off where a seed can't come up through it because you've too you've made it too dense. Your pro- soil profile is too tight. Yeah, Hans, you essentially went kind of where I was alluding to there. What's the detriments of too light and the detriments yep. of being Yeah, too heavy. Uh, The other piece of this, too, is as we have touched on in previous episodes, those have a bearing and a bushing that turn, and they must be able to turn freely 
to be able to do their job. I've also seen instances where, like, in my mind, when I picture a single-stage closing system, I think of just, like, the standard rubber wheel with, like, the strip of rubber, you know, all around the outside. I have seen instances where those get a lump in them. They, they come out of the grooved track that's in the closing wheel. And when that's the case, I mean, basically you've, you know, you, you've got kind of a hump or a lump, if you will, in that closing system. And what's going to happen is as that hump or lump hits the ground, then there's a gap in the closing system, right? And so you kind of have this kind of almost a, a loping effect where you're going to create a gap then every so often trying to close a seed trench. So, so we're working back backwards to what are the common maintenance items and pieces that we're doing the bearings the bushings the wheel health those all are are the what's are serviced because they impact the performance through force through alignment through spacing we want to make sure those are adjusted correctly and then we talked about the agronomic part on how they actually create a fault or impact our our loss that's on a single stage system Let's shift and now talk about a two-stage system and where our impacts are there. So I'll just jump in here. The first one I've got is a, is alignment issue on the, on the two-stage system. You still want to make sure that's aligned over the center of it. You're still going to carry force on the pushing everything back down again, and you're still going to be concerned about the spacing on the, on the wheels. One thing that I think it's good to touch on, too, is a two-stage is essentially doing what a single stage is trying to do, just obviously in, in two stages. And so what I mean is the first stage is generally meant to break apart the sidewall, and then your second stage is coming along and and kind of furring, sorry, firming, firming or stitching the soil back, back together, together to leave a mellow path. A single stage wheel obviously tries to do both of those things with one wheel. A two stage just spreads those apart. Those apart. Yep. yep. So as you touched on, Hans, the big ones are still the same. They we just didn't change it. We use same same terminology, yeah. same same principle. Yep. Now I need to, I do need to make sure that my first stage wheel and my firming wheel or stitching wheels are aligned. And that's obviously a big part of it too. And then I also force is still a part of it. Same because I got to get my first for two reasons. One's because I got to get my front the front set of discs that are doing the soil movement action, and then also I need those down to proper depth, and I need my rear wheels to actually recon or refirm the soil structure on top of it. Any notes that we need to make then on spacing with a two stage versus a one stage or single stage? It would be similar to the to the one stage to a single stage system where the spacing of those first stage wheels is going to be very important on us being able to horizontally push that soil together and and break or re-disturb that soil from our formed furrow to a mellow, uniform soil profile. That's what we're trying to do with that first stage is its sole job is to destruct what we've created with the rest of the real unit. So that's all very similar to those first stage. And if we look at both of those two types together, they're both really doing the same thing. It's trying to remove that 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 impact from the rest of the row unit ahead of it. They have the same susceptibilities. If I if I have a two stage system that I don't push down hard enough on those first stage wheels, I'm not gonna get them deep enough and I'm gonna only pinch the top of the furrow together, again leaving an air pocket present right around the seed. If I go too deep, I can actually heave that up and out, disturbing the seed, moving it. Where else am I missing here? Actually, Paul, I think that tackles it pretty well. I will add to it now that with a second stage wheel, we're 
increasing the number of bushings and bearings that we have, but the conversation still remains the same. Yep. And I, and to that point, I mean, the the alignment parts of it, the spacing and the force, all of those are going to be tied to those bushings and bearings. Like bushings and bearings can affect all of those, especially the alignment issue. I see that quite often, especially on the two-stage system, the bushings that are keeping that, that closing tail aligned over top of the, the trench is very easily worn to where it gets sloppy and then it can start to slide back and forth. Yeah, notice we're not touching or diving into the topic of wheel style or design, especially prevalent that's or present on single stage closing systems where there's a myriad of options out there that we can take advantage of to handle unique planning scenarios. We're not really diving into that. We're also not diving into the impacts of speed. Now, granted, any errors or impacts that I have existing from planner maintenance are only going to be exacerbated or, or increased in impact the faster I go. Speed is a multiplier in that scenario. That's a great not, way to say It's not just an additive, it's a multiplier. Speed is a multiplier. That's a great way to phrase that. So in both of those aspects, they require adjustment very uniquely, particular for your specific style and speed that you're going to be running. Again, that's that's a whole other conversation. What we're trying to focus on is how does the maintenance affect me? And it's those bearings, it's those adjust those those alignments that I think you used this in the previous episode can defeat my closing system and make it not able to perform its job. Yep, yep, exactly. And those are the that those are the big key pieces on the closing system. Is is those are the wear items are what can defeat the system. And this would be the symptom. What you would walk in the field after the fact and see is some of the plants at that all the V three to V four time frame, and then a whole bunch of one and two leaf seeds that are are just stuck there or it may increase your propensity to need that harrow to come break a hard pan out if i've done everything correctly maybe i don't have that likelihood to hard panning over the top right so you're bringing up an interesting comment about hard pan poles because we've been we've spent a lot of time talking about the soil destruction in removing that that system Um, but one of the key things that we need a closing system to do is reset the soil profile above it we really need to talk through about how you want to carry enough weight that you're actually firming the soil again, but you're not going to carry so little that it doesn't actually slip, they don't remove the slick sidewall or that slot can reopen again. Or like you can close the bottom of the trench, but if you still didn't, if you didn't destroy the sidewall, if you carry too little weight or too little reconstructive work to the soil, too much, too little tillage, essentially, your slot will start to open back up again or your soil profile will start to you'll still get that, that reopen again. If you're carrying too much, you're going to run into that scenario where you have a hard pan across the top of it. You've, you've, you've reaffirmed the soil, so carried so much weight on top of it that you seal it back off again, and now your plants will leaf out underground. So I've destroyed that soil structure above that so, so well. Yes. And that I have no macropores to be able to hold and, and manage air and move water that now I, I run the risk of creating a concrete driveway. Yep. And the last thing you want is a concrete driveway over your seed. That's a bad, bad day on that one. I think, Paul, just before we move on, I mean, we've talked a lot of bit about the the resetting the soil structure, destroying the sidewalls, slot being left open, and then we've talked a fair bit about the top, an air pocket around the seed, making sure that's not that you're not pinching just the top closed. That's a big issue that we've seen a lot of a lot of cases. One that also is make sure is just not that your closing system is not disturbing. If you got a really aggressive closing system, watch the depth as set it is that it's not disturbing the seed location within the furrow. That's a great note. And to harken back, I do know we covered this in one of the previous episodes, probably the first one about bar height and bar level. All of our adjustments 
and getting things correct and maintained ideally on the closing system can still be impacted by those first two episodes of plantar bar height and levelness as well as parallel arms because those are going to dictate the travel and behavior of my row unit. Very much so. Very much so. And also, if you're going to harken back to a couple of previous episodes, just the last episode when we talked about downforce, your closing system is pulling weight to push into the ground from your downforce system and from the bar itself. So your downforce system also has a big impact on what your closing system can provide as far as closing the system up. It's probably a great heads up of anybody who's going into this season with a, I'm going to test or sample a different closing system on my planner. You need to watch out your downforce system because it's going to be what's providing the weight for that. Cool. It's a good for, fair warning, maybe. And you've noticed this even just changing wheel style on a single-stage closing system. Oh, yeah. Wheel style is a big piece of it because it, was, it goes back to how much weight you're carrying on the closing system as well. Because So the aggressiveness, of whether it's a spike or whether it's just a rubber wheel, requires different force. They also carry a different amount of weight and how and in the wheel itself. You get a big, heavy cast wheel back there that's carrying more weight than a rubber wheel is. That's right. If I've got a 60-pound cast wheels back there, I don't need to have the spring tension on my single-stage closing system set to four. No. With my rubber wheels, I may have needed that force. Now those have an internal mass, Yep. and I can set that spring level at two. I've just put 40 pounds of force back, back onto my row unit. Correct, correct. Yep, so it's a big piece of, of just knowing that you're, those are not – independent systems, your downforce system and your closing system, they're very interdependent together and what system you've got set on there. Any other notes on the closing system that we haven't covered or pieces we need to highlight on the root causes that we want to identify for our listeners that we need to watch out for? I don't think so. I think we've kind of hit on it all. And actually, if you guys will come along with me on this a little bit, I'd like to introduce everybody to my three-stage closing system. So you ready for this? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You should be concerned. Stage one, we wrap up. I don't think we have any final thoughts. I think we've pretty well covered everything. So my wrap-up includes thanking everyone for listening. Right. Stage two, I'm going to highlight what we're going to do next time. And our next episode is going to be the final episode, episode eight, of our planner maintenance series. And we're going to highlight some things to keep an eye on from a maintenance standpoint on fertility systems. Okay. Stage three, I sign off and I say, for Hans Stetsman, for Paul Harms, I'm Tyler Hubert signing off. And in the meantime, I'm going to go work on getting my three-stage closing system trademarked. Thank you all for listening.